All right. So for this week's Pokepole, we have heading into GoFest season with all of the details available. What is the biggest goal you've set for yourself during the event or events? I have a bad answer, so I want you to go first. Oh, okay. Um, well, as always, um, in in August in New York, I'd like to not die of heat stroke. That's my first and foremost goal. So that that will be front of mind <laughs> for me the entire time. You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. August is primed for the return of Primal Raids. Rayquaza is worth the wait. That's a mega promise. August's Community Day will have you hopping for joy. A second featured attack... Are you absolutely shuriken? And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 246. It's August 1st. It's another Tuesday. Uh, It's another Tuesday. I suppose we could say that because we used to do Tuesdays. I don't know. I feel like mentioning it every single week because I want people to really understand the variety of days we record (laughs) on. No, it is a Tuesday, but it is two o'clock in the afternoon. I'm your host, Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. Hey, Mr. Kyle, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Spectacular to hear. Thank you. We'll take it. That's a win. Uh, Mr. Kyle, we set some goals last week, but before we even get there, I would like to give a shout out to, to a new patron of ours, Random Video. Thank you so much for your support and love the name fantastic name <laughs> and if i'm not mistaken i've seen you already hop in the discord so hope you enjoy your time and your stay with us thank you very much okay mr kyle i know we're just hopping right to it but mm-hmm. we set some goals last week are you ready i am okay sir mega progress yes excellent who'd you work on uh, i just whoever i have free for the day for the most oh, part. okay uh okay. yeah and um my primals because i have like 3,000 energy for each of those. Oh, excellent. Great. Uh, 200,000 experience. No, I didn't do that. Kyle. Yeah, it's, look, it's a problem. How much do you have until level 47? Uh, 700,000. You got two weeks to do it. You got it's two okay. Weeks. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll hide from everybody for the first day. Everyone's playing on Saturday, right? It's fine. I'll just play Friday and get all the experience then. <laughs> That's true. And you and I are going to be uh, actually getting to New York a couple of days earlier. Uh, so you'll have two days, relatively so, of play in the in a city setting, <laughs> which is, does say a lot. Um, so who knows? Maybe you could scrape it all together by then. But I'm, I'm in your corner, man. But I'll also be the first person to point and laugh if it doesn't happen. I'll, I'll, I'll get there. Okay. By the end of that weekend, <laughs> for sure, without a, without a question. Oh, but that wasn't the goal. No, it it's not. By. But nobody, needs, nobody else has to know when I got it. Okay. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, and have you been tracking your sleep daily? I have. Okay. Are you going to continue tracking your sleep daily? Only because it gives me rewards in Pokemon Go. It's true. Those buddy hearts truly are uh, very important. But like, it's definitely a low priority for me because I don't particularly enjoy Pokemon sleep itself. Yeah. So yeah, understood. Understood. Actually, I mean, like 
I just respect it. I don't understand it because to me, it's just so cute and so simple that I love <sighs> it to death. It's not what I want in the games. I don't want cute and simple. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, for myself, mega progress as well. I'm happy to tell you I've been working on like three uh, mega Tyranitar, my my new Hundo Blastoise and my Mega Sableye is still going on. I kind of forgot about Sableye for a few days and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot I didn't actually finish it. So, <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, so, yes, two new shinies. I'm sad to say that didn't happen. I got one. I hatched an Amara. I have, gosh, wow. how, how many eggs have I hatched this event so far? Oh, I can geez. tell you. I mean, it's not going to have the weekend on it because, I mean, I hatched, I think, like 90-something or whatever. But since since yesterday morning, I've hatched 22 eggs, and I've got, like, nine ready to pop right now. And I have only hatched one Amara. One. And that's a little disappointing. I was just checking the ones outside, hoping maybe they could save me at the buzzer. For everyone else out there, I want to let you know I haven't hatched any eggs this weekend or this week. It's seven Ks. Yeah, I know. And it's half hatch distance. Yeah, I know. Okay. Why not? Just just by choice? Just not hatching eggs. I'm going to use all these incubators for GoFest at this point. Okay, Probably. fair enough. I do also want to say, remember we gave that piece of advice to like wait for like a deal and then buy the good deals? Yeah. Right now on the web store, there are some really good boxes for incubators. I might have bought one. I might have bought two. I might have bought the same one twice. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> look, all I know is that last GoFest, I hatched 320 eggs over the course of the week. Yes, so. yes. That's true. I don't have that many incubators, so we're going to have to. We'll see. Yes, but you will have the egg enthusiasts. So you're going to burn through those handful of incubators so fast. You'll like well, I, I got motivated. more than a handful. I got I got like 60 incubators right now. 60 total. Yeah, like How 35 uh, super incubators and then like another 25 or something like that. Regular incubators. Oh, very nice. So we'll, I'm we'll get there. Sitting on 39 regulars and 33 supers, but nine supers are in play. Yeah, they'll, but those will last you the end of the week. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. We've only got a day and a half left at time of recording of Adventure Week left, so we'll see. But anyway, back back to reality here. Two new shinies, just the one. I did get a shiny Kranidos, but I already had it, so that didn't count. And then continue to track sleep every day. Uh, yes, I have been. I've been adoring Pokemon Sleep. I really love the app. I think it's fun. And I'm making sure to get my progress and go as well, of course. Otherwise, I would not be getting my buddy hearts because I forget that the buddy system exists for some weird reason. Okay, that's it for goals and stuff like that. And we've got quite an episode for everybody today. We've got uh, interesting news and quite a few emails to catch up on. It's going to be a good one. So without further ado, let's hop right into the news. Yo, what up? It's the news. Okay, first things first. Uh, well, this came out like I think almost right away after we recorded. I, w- I want to say last week, but it was on Thursday, right? Yeah, yeah. So a little under a week ago, it was the August content update, and this is posted in the infographic form uh, via social media and all that good stuff. So again, as we have been doing, we will go box by box to kind of cover the the breadth of this entire month and what's on offer. There is a new section in this month, and that's pretty cool. Before we go through any more news, I just yeah. need to share right now that they increased the Pokemon and item storage space just now. They they did by 500 each. 
yeah so that's yeah. that's exciting that was just announced today or released today or updated today however you want yeah, to phrase the, it the, the, the tweet is like only a couple hours old yeah yeah it's great so that's breaking news yeah nice work we got our, our journalist in the field mr kyle aka journalist on the internet <laughs> okay let's get started here with the august content updates all right mega raids are up first right now we are all enjoying the presence of mega tyranitar in raids unfortunately mega tyranitar's tenure will end on august 4th only to be replaced by the one, the only Shrimp Gang, Mega Gyarados, from August 4th to August 16th. And then after that, the spaceship dragon himself, Mega Salamence, will be from August 26th to August 23rd. We'll take a short hiatus, and then we'll be back on August 27th through September 1st. And you can bet that that will have to do with an event. We will get there, I promise. <sighs> Primal Raids will also be there. Here it is. Here's your answer right away. Primal Raids are coming back. Both Primal Groudon and Primal Kyogre will be available from August 23rd to August 26th, giving us a slight respite for Mega Salamence. And then back to Mega Salamence until September 1st. <laughs> what about five-star raids? What a great question, Kyle. Thank you for asking. July 25th through August 4th is Reggie Drago. This is not news to anybody unless you haven't opened the game for a while. Cresselia, right after the Bananager, August 4th through August 16th. Xerneas and Eveltal will be from August 16th through August 23rd, and then take another slight hiatus, for, uh, and then back on August 27th through September 1st. So I believe that they're going to just take out Megas and Five Stars and just have Primals during that time. That's my read on this. Is that yours too? Yeah, a safe bet. Yeah. Okay. People would be real upset. Five star eggs hatching when they want a primal raid. That's true. That's very, very true. Yeah. The, the mega egg rates would not match demand for sure. So that's very smart of them. Uh, Pokemon Go Fest Global. The following raid bosses will appear during the global event, which is happening on the 26th and 27th of August. We will see primal raids during those times as well, but only during event hours, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And then, uh, oh, that's on the 26th. Remember, they're only there for the first hour on the 27th, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. And then after that, on that Sunday, August 27th, those two will be replaced for the remainder of the event from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. local time in Mega Raids, Mega Rayquaza. So there is no reason to not get hyped for that. You're allowed to be excited. You have our blessing. (laughs) <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be wild uh and i think we talked about it on the show before but mega rayquaza is gonna be like meta defining for dragons so so yeah okay research breakthroughs it's the same pool that we've had it's gonna be sableye beldum audino furfru gumi and noibat and still gumi is not shiny and won't be for a hot minute we'll have this pool until september 1st so thankfully Ugh. it will change next month we will see what they make the pool Maybe. into then. Probably take Gumi out and put Dratini in or something. That'd be wild. What what an inspired choice. <laughs> <laughs> Here are the list of the raid hours. Uh, tomorrow, August 2nd, this will be definitely out after this, but that's Reggie Drago. On August 9th, it's Cresselia. Xerneas that knows Geomancy on August 16th. Primal Kyogre on the 23rd. Primal Groudon on August 24th. We're getting two raid hours like in a row that's pretty cool 
And then Eveltal that knows Oblivion Wing will be on August 30th. So Xerneas and Eveltal with uh, some some exclusive moves. That's important to get. And uh, they don't stipulate what day of the week because of this slight change with the 23rd and the 24th. But they are from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. local time on the days that were listed. Mm-hmm. Same sort of deal for Spotlight Hours. August 1st, today, two times experience for Evolving Pokemon. It's Vulpix. August 8th is Paris, two times Stardust for catching Pokemon. I'm going to need to make sure that I actually participate because double Stardust for catching and a Stardust um, bonus good. Pokemon. That's huge. That's, good. That's huge. Stuffle on the 15th, from, uh, and you get two times experience for catching. Venonat on the 22nd, times two candy for catching. And on the 29th, Tentacool with times two candy for transferring Pokemon. So again, I think Paris is probably the call out there. All five, yeah, all five of them can be shiny. And again, Spotlight Hours run from 6 to 7 p.m. local time. Now here's a little news section. Monthly bonuses. I don't think we've had this before. We've just had seasonal bonuses. So this is kind of cool. Start August 1st at 10 a.m. local time. So this is live already. And then end at September 1st at 10 a.m. local time. So this will end at the end of the month as one would think. (laughs) And there's two bonuses here. The first one is increased rewards for seven-day Pokemon catch streak. And those bonus rewards are 20,000 experience and 10,000 Stardust. It's a, that's a good amount. That's a really good amount. I'm, I'm happy that, to see that. Is it on top of what we already get for Stardust, I'm assuming? That's what's implied here. I haven't. Oh, wait, no. Hang on a second. It says increased reward. So probably it's not. It's just an improved version of what you normally get. Okay, that's I think bad, it's then. twice as much, probably. No, you get 9,000 Stardust for a seven-day streak already. Plus the 100 for catching. Huh. Well... So if it is only increased to 10,000 and not 19,000, that's bad. <laughs> I guess we'll have to see. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, from the from the verbiage here, unfortunately, it does say increased instead of bonus. If it said bonus, I'd feel really good about, you know, guessing yeah. that it was on top of. Anyway. I literally got my seven day streak yesterday, so I I don't know. <laughs> All right. That's too bad. We couldn't we couldn't figure it out. Yeah, but neither of us knew that this was going to happen. So I don't think we would have been able to plan around it as well anyway. Uh, but the other bonus is increased reward for seven-day Pokestop spin streak, 20,000 experience bonus for that. So that's pretty cool. I mean, it's nice to see them throwing around large amounts of experience as a reward. No complaints. And last, but certainly not least, especially for the month of August this year, events. Let's talk really quick. We'll talk about regular events in a second, but just a reminder, live events. If you're like, where is everybody? It's because they all left the country to go to Osaka or London this upcoming weekend because GoFest is happening in both of those locations from August 4th to August 6th. If you are in those locations, we hope you have the best GoFest experience as we sit on our hands and we wait for our turn over <laughs> here on August 18th through the 20th in Pokemon GoFest, New York City. So that'll be great. Looking forward to seeing people getting hype already. Now, I did say last week that I would have um, meetup times and locations and stuff ready by this episode. And I'm happy to say that we we largely do have it all together, ready to go. So I, I'm going to tell you by the time this episode is out, we're going to have a page on the website. You can go there. I'll probably put it on the front page um, with a button or a link to the you know page where you can like RSVP and some basic information. But here's the gist. Every day we will have a meetup in the park every day of the week or every day of the event, every day of the week, every day of the event. And then on Saturday night, 
we're having a more extended evening post-event sort of meetup. We're only going to do it on Saturday because it would be a lot to do Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. My goodness. Um, So it'll be on Saturday. Hopefully that will catch the most people. If you're only going to be in for Friday and you're heartbroken that you can't meet up, send us a message or something. We'll figure something out. Um, Maybe even meet you in the park or what have you. Again, Kyle will and I will be there playing and everything every single day. So like if if one of the two of us or both of us leave the park at like an hour early on one of the days or in the middle of the day, like it's not a big deal. (laughs) Because we will be able to make up that time later, more than likely. Um, again, full disclosure, we have are being supplied tickets from Niantic. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Hashtag sponsored, all that good stuff. Um, events. The other events that are non-GoFest. Glittering Garden, which we talked about last episode, is happening from August 5th to August 8th. That starts in four days as of this recording. The 2023 Pokemon World Championships, or the WCS, is happening from August 11th through August 15th. Guess what I'm going to be watching next weekend? That Community Day on August 13th. We'll get there. It's an exciting one. I don't want to I don't want to, you know, spoil anything too much here. The Noxious Swamp event from August 19th through August 22nd. It's too bad they didn't wait for election season to roll out this event, honestly. <laughs> American politics humor. Um, but I what safe bet ground poison grass stuff maybe dark who knows uh, yeah well the dark shares so many with poison that that's a given honestly but poison for sure I'm sure we'll see Croagunk some featured gulpin for sure yeah yeah that'd be great give those shiny scaruby please that red little scorpion so good uh, and then lastly Pokemon Go Fest Global which I believe most people are excited for. Uh, is happening August 26th through 27th uh, from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. local time each day. Again, if you have to prioritize one of those days, our recommendation in the past was, and I still think it is unless you've changed your mind at all, Kyle, but prioritize the Sunday so you can do the Mega Rayquaza raids. Um, Yeah. And you'll still be able to catch the primals the first hour and apparently in days leading up to it, the 23rd through the 26th. So there really is almost zero FOMO with the primal oh, raids. We're gonna do so many primal raids in New York. It's going to be oh awesome. It's going to be great. <laughs> oh, wait, hang on. We're wait. not, it's not going to be nope, New York. No. Is the week. That's global. That's right. That's fine. We're going to do so many in the park. It's we're going to do a ton of the all park. of them. And it's yep. going to be better because we don't have to remote into all, every single one and have five people and die to the Kyogre because the Kyogre is too difficult. The Kyogre was so heads up. Hard. If you're remoting in, Kyogre is still very hard. It's very hard to do with five people, six people. Yeah, you need like you need six people that know what they're doing. Um, yeah. Well, like five people know what they're doing, and that's hard to do because I know so many level fifties that also don't know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of like real life, you know. Like you're a kid, and every adult th- seems like they have it figured out, and then you become an adult, and you're like, when do I figure it out? And the the truth is, none of us ever figure it out. We're all just faking it till we make it. Yep. <laughs> okay, great. So that's the August content update. Any highlights for you, Kyle? Uh, yeah, we kind of glossed over it, but uh, Xerneas and Evital getting signature moves is a big deal. Noteworthy. We're not talking about the sun gear up. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. We'll see. Uh, Geomancy is a fast move. Oh, and that's a huge deal. We talked about this. Oh, when did Xerneas first come out? Two years ago? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I think maybe sooner than that, but a really long time ago. And 
like, well, what are they gonna what are they gonna do? It doesn't know another fairy move. And geomancy doesn't make any sense to be a charge a fast move. Well, here you go. It's a fast move. And it's is, a good fast move. Is it a fairy type move too? Yes. Okay, that was with, my biggest concern. What with geomancy, with the numbers that we know at the moment, it's the best fairy type by far. No kidding. By far. Okay. Well now Mega Gardevoir is better. I'm sorry. That's, sure. I generally don't count megas, but still. So yeah. That's good. I mean, people go. people are big on Xerneas. It's a great Pokemon. The shiny is beautiful. And uh, it's kind of a bummer that it like new tackle, right? Wasn't that its like main fast move before? Yeah, well, it, did, it didn't have a fairy one. That's the big one. Right. But uh, and Oblivion Wing is not as big a deal for Evitol because Evitol is already really good as a dark type. But With Oblivion Wing is a fire right? type move and it it has potential. Nice. It, it can be good. It can be very good. But is Oblivion Wing a flying or dark type move? Oblivion's a flying type move. Oh, really? And actually, oh. it's gonna put it at the top of sh- of flying types outside of Rayquaza with Dragon Descent. <laughs> sure, sure. My goodness. Okay, crazy stuff. Great. I um I think I'm looking forward to them doing the primal raid hours on two two days in a row. That's pretty cool, in my opinion. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah, it is very cool. Um, and then obviously the community day is gonna be a highlight. But you don't know why yet. Why don't we fix that problem by talking about our next piece of news, which is August Community Day. When is this Community Day? Well, Sunday, August 13th, like we did mention. No surprises here. From 2 to 5 p.m. local time. Now, here's the big surprise unless you've been out there making um, some sort of guess or prediction or been like the patterns, the patterns, the patterns. Well, here is your validation. It's going to be froaky, y'all. It's going to be Froki. It's great. Yeah. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So featured attack, evolve Frogadier, Froki's evolution, during the event or up to five hours afterward to get a Greninja that knows the charged attack, Hydro Cannon. Uh, and in trainer battles, that does 80 power. Jim's raids, that does 90 power. No surprise there. Here's the cool part. Starting with the event and continuing afterwards, Greninja will be able to learn the fast attack water shuriken. Now, this isn't the first time we've seen it. Actually, I think this is not even the second time. I think this is the third or fourth time we've seen a community Pokemon gain access to more than one move on their day. The most recent one I can think of. I'm sure it's not the most recent, but the one I can remember with my brain over here is a blaze click kick on Blaziken in addition to blast burn. But here's the thing is that that was two charged moves. Yeah. Exactly. And this time, Water Shuriken is a fast attack. Meaning, you, yeah. yeah, okay, well, I'll let Kyle talk about it later because he's gonna, but why this is a big deal. But it's neat that you don't have this sort of, like, redundant value, you know? Like, okay, Blaze Cook Kick was neat, but it's really only useful in niche PvP situations when you're about to die and don't have enough for a Blast Burn. This straightforward kind of equation Again, we'll get to that later. But in trainer battles, Water Shuriken has six power, and in gyms or raids, it has ten power. The Community Day special research story: a bubbly disposition will be available for US one dollar or the equivalent pricing tier in your local currency. The title indicates we will not see what's his name re re right this time. Okay, there you go. Event bonuses: quarter hatch distance. I'm kidding. No, it's not. Three times Stardust for catching Pokemon. Oh, Kyle's heart stunk for just a second there. <laughs> two times candy for catching. Two times chance for trainers level 31 and up to get candy XL, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. 
Uh, lure modules and incense, excluding daily adventure incense activated, will last for up to three hours. The usual stuff. Take your snapshots for a surprise. Additional special trade. Trades are cheaper by 50%. We love it. We love it. Field research. August Community Day field research will be available. Can, uh, catch Froki to earn rewards such as additional Froki, encounter Stardust, Ultra Balls, and more. Kyle, we... Um, we did gloss over this because we didn't set goals for it because of our truncated episode last week, but it was Polywag Community Day this past weekend. Uh, and I, there was, there must have been, unless I was getting really lucky for some weird reason, there was so many tasks rewarding Pokeballs more no. than anything else. And that was no, awesome. No, not a lot of King's Rocks? There were a couple of King's Rocks, but I mostly saw Great Balls and Ultra Balls. Okay. Okay. I wasn't complaining. It was awesome. Yeah. Did you get a chance to play it all, by the way? No. Did you catch any shinies just with your no. plus? Nope. Okay. I Not a lot of spawns at, at work, despite there being a Pokestop. I played for two hours because I was out in the episode prior to it. Played for two hours. Caught 22 shinies. Jeez. And it was a really good time. Good God. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I already had two shinies. I made sure to evolve uh, Polyrath and Polytoad, so I had one of each. I don't. I don't know if I'm going to use the wrath or not yet, but it's like a 92%. So we'll see. Nice. I didn't catch any hundos. I had a couple of hundos handy already, and I already had plenty of shinies like you did prior to this event. So it was not a big FOMO situation, but I did catch a shiny polywag that is now a polywrath uh, that is fully powered up with excels to uh, ultra league level. And it's like rank nine. Okay. Okay. And I used not, in a couple bad. of Ultra League matches, and I can feel it that it's good. <laughs> and that's like never the case for me. I can never be like, oh, this feels like it's being successful in comparison to other Pokemon. Maybe I finally passed some sort of threshold with PvP where like I'm starting to understand it. Probably not, but it's a nice thought. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, a web store exclusive community day deals. Trainers can purchase the Ultra Community Day box at an exclusive discount from the Pokemon Go web store now we've been sort of anti advertising buying things and even from the get-go the community boxes were largely not really worth the value even though i would say i'd buy them every single time and i still continue to do so um this the stuff and the deals that are happening in the web store right now at least of me checking today and yesterday are actually rather worthwhile i'm hoping it stays that way they've been like 50 percent off and really good deals to begin with so it might be worth checking if that's something you're interested in. If you're still not spending money on go power to you respect. But if you don't mind spending some money, you might find a better deal on the web store than you will in the in-game shop. I would expect that to always be the case, but yeah, but there's a lot of things that we assume will be one way <laughs> and, and they just ain't. So it's good to clarify, I suppose. Uh, bonus raid battles after community day. Frogadier will be featured in four star raids from 5 to 10 p.m. local time. It's the usual benefits. Do the raid next 30 minutes. You'll see Froki around. They'll have community day shiny rates, all that good stuff. Uh, and then stickers. You know the horn drill. It's going to be cute stickers. They look great. If you're watching the video version of the show, they'll be on the screen briefly right now. And now they're probably gone. Okay, Mr. Kyle. <laughs> Yep. Froki Community Day. How hype are you on a scale of one to hype? You invent whatever you want in the middle there. You give me something. <laughs> so this is 
this is a me problem. Okay. All right. I love Greninja. Greninja is great. I'm not super hyped. And like, I've, I've got the, I forgot to request a day off, but I've got the time figured out for some part of it at least. So I'll, I'll have time to catch eyes and stuff like that. It, it's just kind of a go thing. I think I've had trouble kind of being very excited for a lot of things in go in general. This is awesome because it's Froki and people have been waiting forever and Froki shiny is garbage, but Greninja shiny is fantastic. Yes. And as we'll talk about, the moves are actually very significant. But that's kind of it. Like the three times Stardust is great, but I'm not going to grind out a ton of Stardust here. I don't need it. I'm not spending. I'm not spending it right now. Yeah, fair enough. And I think that's a very pessimistic way of looking at it, unfortunately for me. From you? No. Well, look, okay. I, I try to be at least more realistic, even if it's on the downside but no and i and i do think that framing it as a in like oh it might be a me problem is completely fair because interest even even amongst us content creators does ebb and flow over time life gets in the way sometimes you just are burnt out right and especially prior to go fest season it is a little bit difficult to get hype about the other things prior sometimes even when it is a big poll like this but thankfully for us our job is to evaluate right more or less is this good or not? And on paper, this is just good. So like our individual hype levels don't matter as much. Yeah, exactly. Niantic knew what they were doing. They gave you five egg events in a row so that they could give you Stardust with Froki. Yeah. They they knew what they were doing. That's true. And I ate those egg events up, man. Oh my gosh. Scrambled also, over this easy. This thing is funny. Go. We've had now three or four, depending on how you count it. Water community days in a row oh polywag what else squirtle squirtle froki okay that'll and be and then if you if you want to be a jerk you can count squirtle twice because you had it twice oh i don't want to be a jerk like that but you are right <laughs> so that's still three in a row a fourth of the year have been water hmm well that would make sense it is the type with the most pokemon in it technically true you're right mm-hmm. yeah Okay. That's all. I just thought that was a funny, a funny no, thing that's, to call out. That's a great observation. But yeah, so yeah, I think I think the big takeaway is regardless of what people might think about it or be hyped about it, this community day is going to be good value. It's going to be a good Pokemon, great meta relevance, and all that good stuff. And, you know, I think that brings us to the end of the news. So we can continue trying to convince you that you should be excited for Froki Community Day in this week's Gear Up segment. So this week on Gear Up, we're going to talk about if Greninja makes a splash with its community day and its new moves. The, the short answer, we've already said it. It's yes. Very yes. And hopefully everyone here knows that DeFi likes to say any Pokemon is one move away from being relevant. Greninja was two moves away in this instance, unfortunately. Because <laughs> if it had just gotten Hydro Cannon it would not have performed pretty much at all because it's just so squishy. Oh, yeah. It's it's so squishy. But Greninja gets the double whammy because Hydro Cannon is busted. We know it's busted. It's arguably one of the best charge moves in the game numerically. And it's been known to take Pokemon that have nothing worth mentioning to being noteworthy. A lot of water starters have been meh, 
and with Hydrocannon are all competing because they tend to share base stats, but don't worry about that. <laughs> um, but like I said, Greninja wasn't going to be like that. It's just, it's too fast. It has some gimmicks in the main series game that don't translate to Go, that never will. But that's okay, because Water Shuriken, as we know it, is busted. It is so good that the combination of Water Shuriken and Hydro Cannon takes Greninja from being worthless to the best water type in the game. Okay, I'm sorry. That was hyperbolic. The best non-shadow, non-mega, non-legendary water type attacker in the okay. game. The best normie water type in the game. So, But that's a lot of qualifiers. But that's fair because we talk about those three qualifiers in particular a lot. Mm-hmm. Within that category, you have stuff like Swampert. And then you have the crabs with Crabhammer, Clawitzer, and Kingler. Those are all very, very close to Greninja. Like, it's not worth making six level 50 Greninja if you have any of those. And also, Kyogre is still better with Origin Pulse in particular. Not to mention Primal. Yeah, well, Primal, well, hang on, though. Because, speaking of Primal, there's one other thing that we will probably never have an answer on until it happens. Oh, yeah. Ash Greninja Uh is a thing. For those of you who don't play the main series games or who don't watch the anime, Ash Greninja was a special anime Pokemon that they they added to the main series games that was basically an exclusive mega evolution. And I have quotes around that mega for Ash and only his Greninja. And in the main series game, it's tied to having an ability rather than holding a mega stone. But it has mega stats. And... If Ash Greninja is ever added to the game, that's a big if because it's got to tie in with the anime and I don't I don't know how the Pokemon company wants to treat that. Yeah, it will top all the charts, everything. It will be better than Primal Kyogre, although Primal Kyogre will be a lot more bulky, so it will probably last longer and it boosts your whole team. So it might be worth using Primal Kyogre instead. You can run the numbers, but it's, you know. I'm not going to get into those details right now. I mean, either way, you can only have one Primal Kyogre, so it would probably be good to have both. Yeah. So who knows if we ever get Ash Greninja. I'm in the camp that I don't think it's ever going to actually happen. I'm with you 100% for two reasons. One you already said. Actually, you mentioned both, but you you did lean on the it's an anime thing, so it probably won't happen. I mean, we see fewer and fewer anime crossovers as, as years, the years go on with this game. But secondly, because it's tied with Battle Bond as an ability and abilities have no home or place and go, at least not yet. I think that's a, a double, a two for, for no thanks, you know, unfortunately. Yep. But it is worth considering just for people who like to plan in the future. It is a possibility. And that's about it. And of course, if we ever get a Shadow Greninja, it'll be good. But man, it will fall over if you sneeze on it like Gengar. Yeah. (laughs) Sort of like if we ever get Shadow Gengar. But apparently Niantic is allergic to Shadow Gengar. So that's okay. Yeah. I mean, Shadow Gengar would be like two shot by like just about anything. One confusion. (laughs) One confusion. Oh, my gosh. Whoa. That's Greninja. It's a big deal. It is a significant improvement if you don't have a full team of Kyogre at the moment. Mm-hmm. Crazy. That's awesome. 
I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I really, really am. And like you know, we we had the last segment. I already knew about these stats and how good it was going to be. But I'm hoping people at home are more excited and more motivated to go play Froki Community Day. Because, I mean, we've had like a, I mean, Polyrath and, and Polytoad had their uses and stuff like that. You know, their PvP equivalent or, or PvP meta relevant, right? But like we haven't, I don't know, every single time that we get like a super meta relevant Pokemon, just like PvE meta, it's exciting. And I'm afraid people are just too distracted right now to care about Froki too, too much, you know? <laughs> So one one takeaway for me, though, is and this happens all the time is funny because if you listen, it's super effective. They point it out all the time too. the Pokemon company loves to put everything all at once <laughs> all the time. And now we have August and you put Froki in August and everyone's already so focused on GoFest. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, my gosh, I don't have the mental capacity to think about all of it. It's something every single weekend. And there is no weekend that's like, oh, I think I'll pass. You know, unless you're not going to a GoFest and you don't care about Glittering Garden, I suppose. Yeah. But I mean, even if you're not going to a GoFest, you're still inundated with GoFest information. And yes. you have global at the end of the week, at the end of the month, I should say. Yes. All that's very, very true. But that said, try to muster up the energy and the courage to go outside on Froki Community Day. You might enjoy it. You might not. Or catch some from your house at the very least. Grab one. You'll you'll want it. <laughs> you will want it. But thank you very much, Kyle. Another great gear up segment. Okay, we're going to take a short break here. And then we'll be right, right back. All right, welcome back. Uh, welcome to Pokalore in particular. This week, Probably no surprise. We're going to be talking about Froki and Frogadier, the Bubble Frog Pokemon, and Greninja, the Ninja Pokemon. First up is Froki. Froki is a quadrupedal frog-like Pokemon, and it has light blue skin, white hands, and a dark blue stripe from the center of its oval head to its nose. It has three fingers and two toes on its hands and feet. Its eyes, which have yellow sclera, black irises, and white pupils, protrude vertically from its head due to their size. Froki produces a large mane of bubbles from its chest and back, and has two small bubbles on its nose. The delicate yet flexible bubbles, called frubbles, frubbles, uh, and then there's a Japanese version of it. I, I think it's karamus. Is how I'm reading it as a, as a non-Japanese speaker, so probably very incorrectly. Um, these reduce the damage Froki takes from attacks. Despite its carefree attitude, it is vigilant of its surroundings. Froki is both light and strong, making it capable of jumping incredibly high. Very nice. Well, it is a frog. So, sorry, frog-like. Frog-like. Next up is Frogadier. Frogadier is a light blue bipedal frog-like Pokemon. A dark blue marking covers its head and forms a three-pointed mark down its upper back. Its eyes have yellow sclera, black irises, and white pupils. Its eyes protrude slightly from the top of its head, and each has a backwards-facing spike above it. It has a white scarf uh, made of bubbles, uh, dark blue hands and circular toes, and white circular fingers. Frogadier is a nimble and swift Pokemon. It can scale a tower exceeding 2,000 feet, or 600 meters, in one minute. It can also throw bubble-coated pebbles at targets up to 100 feet or 30 meters what? away. It can confound opponents by leaping about ceilings or into trees. It I is Spider-Man. coated pebbles would confound the opponents more. You think so? They're like, why did you coat this in a bubble instead of just throwing the rock at me? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair that's a fair assessment right there. But hold hold all of your judgment until now. Greninja. Greninja is a bipedal frog-like Pokemon. It is mostly dark blue with a yellow chest, a white triangular marking over each eye, a light blue four-pointed star on each thigh, and yellow on the lower half of its face. It has red eyes with white pupils, and its mouth is hidden behind a large pink tongue that wraps around its neck and extends outward behind its head. Running down the middle of its head is a fin-like extension, and there is a similar fin on each side of its head. Light blue webbing connects its head fins. There is a large, white, bubble-like bump on each elbow and knee. Its back feet have two toes, while its front feet have two, uh, sorry, three toes. Each digit has a bulbous tip and yellow webbing. Greninja moves with the speed and grace of a ninja. It uses swift movements to confuse its enemies, while it slices them up with weapons made of compressed water, most commonly in the form of throwing stars. Water shuriken, there you go. These throwing stars are sharp enough to split metal. In Generation 6, Matt Block was its signature move. In Generation 9, Water Shuriken is its signature move. So it, it lost Back one and got Matt one? Block. I've never even heard of Matt Block before. Non-damaging fighting type move. Protects all uh, people. Like oh, so it's like team. protect or detect. But it's uh, your whole team. But it doesn't have priority. So it's, it's plus zero. Yeah. Wow, that's kind of cool. Well, not having priority is a problem, but it does have high base speed. But it also only works on the first turn. Like, it, apparently, if you use it on turn it's two, like, it just doesn't work. Okay, that's weird. That's it's like a fake out. That's not what it needs anymore. Yeah, that sounds like they were, like, trying to make it. They were, like, forcing it to be meta relevant or something. They gave it its hidden ability, which we'll talk about. In a oh, okay. But yeah, yeah. Uh, stats. Max CP at level 40 is 2654, and at 50 is... 3,001. <laughs> Just one over. <laughs> 176 stamina, 152 defense, and 223 attack. Kind of a flimsy Pokemon, but rather strong. Best move set will be Water Shuriken with Night Slash and Hydro Cannon. That'd be good stuff. And the typing for Greninja is actually Water Dark, so it will have um, stab for all the water and dark moves in its move set. So that's why Night Slash is not a bad choice. Um, so yeah, cool, cool stuff. I love when we see non-traditional, non-monotyping on the start of Pokemon. I think it does make it really interesting. I know there's the whole uh, fire fighting thing that people don't like, but you know, what are you gonna do? <laughs> cool. Well, that was that was uh, the Greninja family. Uh, Kyle, love for Greninja, right? Yes, look, I I cannot express how much I love this Pokemon. Greninja is top three starters for design for me. Oh, 100%. And it's not even close. In my opinion, the top two are not even close to everything else. And number one for me is uh, Rowlet and that line. Yeah. It's just, it's yeah. just, oh, Decidueye, <laughs> Rowlet. Even people. Daxtrous is just great middle evolution. Middle evolutions usually fall apart, but not Daxtrous. I do like Dartrix um, as a middle evolution, but there are people out there that love Rowlet but can't stand Decidueye. I mean, I understand that because they like the really cute owl, but they don't like what it turns into. So oh, I, I understand okay. that. And then Greninja is just, it's a supreme design. It is miles ahead of Charizard, despite how much love Charizard gets personally. 
and the number three is up for debate. But also, its ability in the main series game makes it one of the most interesting Pokemon, period, for me, personally. That's Protean, right? Yeah. Or Protein? It's Protein. Yeah. And for those who don't know, whenever Greninja uses a move in the main series game and it has Protein, it changes type to match that move before it uses the move. So it always has Stab. And it changes its type so the enemy never knows what to hit it with super effectiveness. Yep. They changed that in Gen 9, unfortunately. They made it more balanced because it was was broken. It was the original terrestrialization back in the day. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Awesome. 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 Well, that's a cool Pokemon. Again, hope everybody's more hyped for Community Day. But enough talk about Froakie and the Froakie fam. Let's move along here to Pokepole. Last week's Pokepole was, how are you preparing for GoFest season? Any tips or tricks for your fellow trainers? First one's from Nick Bunce, and he said, I'm getting sassed by, uh, tag three of our Discord members, Justin Modders and Kelvin. We're meeting up in London, which is going to be sweet. Beyond that, the usual affair. Treat it like a community day. Clear storage, stock up on balls, prepare for a good time. Yeah. Hard to argue. That is kind of that is sort of what it boils down to. (laughs) Next one's from Clifton B. And they said, my prep is going to be a bit different than in years past. I'm working to get gym coins daily for raids, stock up on balls. I usually stock up on red balls for the Go Plus. Given the launch of the Go Plus Plus, I'm going to focus on greats and ultras and let my red balls go down below a thousand for the first time in like two years. Also, I'm tagging recent ones I want to keep and then doing a major clean out. That's fair. I need to do the major clean out. I really want to just like eviscerate my Pokemon storage. I've got like 4,500 and I need like if I was being real harsh, I could probably get away with a thousand. Total that would Pokemon? just involve a lot of shinies that I'd have to get rid of, and I'm not ready to make all of those commitments yet. Wait, you mean you would clear out a thousand more, or you'd have a thousand total? I'd have a thousand Pokemon total. Oh. I think that if I wanted to, I could get down to a thousand storage, a thousand occupied storage. So four thousand five hundred or six thousand, whatever it is, five thousand free. I could do it. That's insane. It, I don't want to get rid of all those shinies, though, so I haven't done it, but I could. There's no need to. You're not even going to catch that many Pokemon over the weekend. Exactly. But then if I did that, I wouldn't have to worry about my storage for like two community days. <laughs> yeah, but then it would get to a point where you're like, oh, I don't want to do this because it's going to take so long and it will take another go fest to motivate you to do exactly. it. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> okay. It's just a vicious cycle. Anyways. <laughs> Next one from Venus Prime was my in-game prep doesn't look a lot different from normal, but I've got a list of stuff that needs packing. Good. Good. Go over that list multiple times. Several times and make sure that I'm you paranoid didn't just put, I'm going to forget something on my trip right now. Make sure you and didn't just put stuff next to your bag. Make sure you put it in the bag. Are you speaking from experience, Chris? Uh, something about a, a something about a vaccination card from somebody. <laughs> Yep. Hey, mine was on the fridge. Okay. Whatever whatever the situation was. Yeah. I feel like it was on my list. I had it. It was ready, but it's not here. I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. That's why you pack extra time into your trip to make sure you that's right for mistakes. That is actually like a, a much better piece of, of advice because people forget stuff. It's not like they do it on purpose. So it's better to have a buffer and plan for that 
than to just say, oh, I won't forget anything because you will, <laughs> you know? Yeah. All right. Next one's from Matters, and he says, hello, gents. I'm going to learn Minnesotan. This will be my route to a successful GoFest. Loving Ugh. your works, chaps. Cheers. Just just for clarification, Justin is uh, going all the way to the UK to meet up with our UK boys. And That's right. uh, he's from Minnesota. Don't you know? <laughs> they were they were putting some Minnesotan slang and stuff in our overflow chat yesterday. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm reading right now. It was incredible. I'm very confused. Some of this is Midwestern and I follow and others. I'm just like, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Perfect. All right. Our last one in the form of an email is from big brain T. They said, hi there, Chris and Kyle. I've been a longtime listener and first time emailer. And my answer to the week's Pokepole is that I think that adding new legendary Pokemon in this way is amazing. This is in response to uh, adding Pokemon in unique ways or are they gimmicks or is it a good idea? Yes. Um, Sorry. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The traditional way in the main series game is you have this big end goal where you need to complete all these tasks and trials to finally try and catch the final legendary. However, in Go, normally Niantic just throws new legendaries in raids and are like, here you go and lock them behind a semi paywall. And you get dozens of them in a few hours. You don't get that sense of completion, nostalgia, or adrenaline like you do in the main series games. But when you release something like Zygar in this way, it feels way more exciting to try and get an unlock. I personally don't like legendaries, how legendaries are released nowadays and go through raids, but at least Zygar does feel pretty good to get. I have one complaint about Zygar, though. It's way too free to get. I got him in about 10 to 15 minutes, and I'm not entirely sure, but I think you might be able to even get him once you complete the tutorial, which feels wrong. The right way to release Legendary, in my opinion, is through the masterwork type research. I would like to continue this rant, but maybe I'll continue this another day because I don't want this email to be super, super long, so I'm going to end it here. Also, on Squirtle Community Day Classic Redo. Jeez, that's a mouthful. I got a Hundo (laughs) Sunglasses Squirtle. Nice. Welcome to the club. That out of the way, keep up the great work, guys, and sorry for the long email. Schlundo vibes all, big brain tea. I think the criticism about it being too free is fair. Oh, and tell me to, more. To clarify, you get your dex entry for Zygarde with maybe 10 minutes of work. That's kind of the problem for some people. Because... I can guarantee you right now, I'll say this with supreme confidence, 99.999% of people who got Zygarde 10% will never see 50%, let alone complete, unless they completely change the way the system works or make it way more accessible. So it's like a lot of people, the, the chase is the dex entry, the chase is the shiny. I don't think a lot of people are chasing for the complete. The the hardcore players are because that's that's what they want. It's the complete is the usable one. But if you just want the dex entry, there is no purpose to getting cells. It's just kind of a a kind of mindless grind overall. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair and maybe I just don't necessarily vibe with that take as well because I'm one of those people that really wants the complete form. And even if it takes me four years of doing routes and crashing, trying to do routes, 
getting these cells, that that is ultimately what I'm chasing, right? I mean, right now I'm just chasing finding routes, honestly, and the cells are not even like front of mind at the moment. Like <laughs> I want them to be, but I mean, I don't know. I, I think there is something to be said from a design standpoint. It's like, yeah, you get the dex entry, but it's not complete. I mean, and we know that too. I think they should have named it like 10% Zygote or something so that it was very straightforward what it was. Mm-hmm. But, but I don't, yeah, I can't really argue with it either. But like, it doesn't, I think it doesn't matter the naming. The naming is obviously would be kind of nice, but it would be yeah. messy. I don't think the Pokemon company would probably like that. Yeah, probably not. Um, but like I said, most people do for Dex entry. 10% would be good enough for them. They don't even need the Hundo. Like if forget that this this is not a grind for a hundo, but in other raid instances, most people are one and done. Yeah, absolutely. They do one raid, they are done, and that's it. They might not even do one raid because the raids is too much of an ask for a lot of players. But even catching, a lot of people will see a ten squirtles and they'll catch one because that's all they want. It's true, and like I, that's a totally valid criticism. I don't necessarily feel that way about how Zygarde was given out, but I totally can see that line of thinking. So would your advice be again, um, if you're feeling this way, uh, the best way to go about it is to again, get good. No, I don't, (laughs) (laughs) I don't think there's actually a way to, to overcome it. Unfortunately, it's just look at, you have to readjust your, way of thinking or maybe well, the way just, you look at it it's like what what do you com- what do you consider getting the pokemon do you consider yeah, the final exactly. form getting the pokemon or the dex entry and i and for most people i think the argument like you're saying is dex entry because of course that's what really matters at the end of the day um but you know for people like me dex entry is nice but i want my full form please you know yeah exactly a great email All right, so for this week's Pokeball, we have heading into GoFest season with all the details available. What is the biggest goal you've set for yourself during the event or events? I have a bad answer, so I want you to go first. Oh, okay. Um, well, as always, um, in, in August in New York, I'd like to not die of heat stroke. That's my first and foremost goal. So that that will be front of mind. <laughs> for me the entire time but as far as pokemon go in particular is considered i think just like taking advantage and finishing everything up um as soon as possible so that i can focus on the social aspect of the event is going to be the most important part for me because it is really easy for me to get distracted with the social stuff first i think we've talked about this before kyle has to remind me to finish my special research like all the time yeah and so i'd like to just knock all that stuff out as soon as possible so I can focus on when are we doing our meetups, who's around, who can we see, you know, what, where do I want to go with the free time I have to, to target shiny hunt and stuff like that. And of course my other goal, which is always the case is to hatch an obscene amount of eggs and walk an obscene amount of kilometers if possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I have two goals. Um, one is the, not the so great goal. Don't get burned out. I, I I can feel it, especially with a whole trip and three full days of playing like exclusively, but also wanting to play in New York because it's New York. Yeah. 
don't get burned out because I want to just be able to have fun. So don't get burned out and have fun. It's kind of together. and it, But the have fun is kind of a cop-out answer, so I didn't want to give that. <laughs> uh, so there's that. And the number two is a more direct goal. Uh, I really want Shiny Golette. Oh, yeah. So that's that. Yeah. New Shiny Ghost. It's not really available outside of events regularly anyways, so it'd be pretty great if I could get that one. True. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, I've I've got another one. I think my actually more important than anything else I said before, besides the, the heat stroke one, my biggest goal is to take pictures. I never take pictures. I'm so bad at taking pictures. We're, we're both oh, so bad at taking pictures. We're so I bad. Got, <laughs> uh, two weeks ago, my phone was like, hey, look where you were last year. I'm like, wow, these are bad pictures. <laughs> well, this is the last picture I took. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's funny because like uh, I look around and I see other content creators putting pictures up and stuff all the time. And that just like isn't one of our strong suits. And so I think this time I'd like to focus on it if possible. Uh, Once again, after everything is kind of like done and dusted more or less uh, event wise, I think that would be a good a good focal point. So if we take a picture together this uh, this not this weekend, but for New York weekend, please make sure you post it and tag us. I would love to see more photos because I myself am not great at it. (laughs) <laughs> and Kyle and I are going to be together. So uh, that's yeah. not helping either. <laughs> cool. So anyway, dear listener, if you have an answer to this week's Pokeball question, which was, again, heading into GoFest season with all the details available, what is the biggest goal you've set for yourself during the event slash events? You can answer that question when it's posted on uh, the platform formerly known as Twitter uh, <laughs> at GoCast podcast. We're also on threads. I will endeavor to post the question on threads as well this past or this upcoming uh, episode week. You can also answer the question if you're a patron of ours on our patron exclusive discord in the Pokepole channel. If you are watching on YouTube, please leave a comment with your answer. That's also valid. And if you're listening on the Spotify mobile app, you can answer the question via the app. There's like a little interaction thing there. And then of course, simply, you can send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. And you can also leave us a voicemail at 262-586-7717. And speaking of emails, voicemails, and the like, Kyle, could you please herald in this next section as always? It's time for emails. It's beautiful every week. And a couple of voicemails. These are the two voicemails we did not get to last week. Again, thank you, everybody, for your understanding. We hope you enjoyed a rather um, quick episode. <laughs> but here we are. We're starting off with uh, Happy Time Hollis first. G'day, Kyle and Chris. It's Happy Time Hollis from Australia here. I just wanted to say a big thank you to you and the gentleman that recommended the Battlecast podcast. I got so much great advice for my trip to Osaka, and I'm super appreciative. I did want to note that in no way was I complaining about that Nundo level one coughing. I thought <laughs> it was fantastic. This coughing's one of my favorite Pokemon, and measly is not how I would have described it at all. Now, on to the crux of what I wanted to speak about today was you were asking about what would be a good refresh for the game, and personally, I've come up with an idea that I think works. I'd like to refresh rating by adding in scalable five-star raids. Now, perhaps, you know, having something soloable is probably not great, but if you could, say, take a five-star raid and hit it at 80% HP, 
HP and CP if it's if there are only two or three people in the raid lobby. I think that'd work. Then three to five, you might have 100%. Five to 10, it'd be 120. 10 to 20%, it'd be 150% damage, okay. 150% CP, HP. And what you do to scale that is you would scale back the rewards to those same levels. So if you've got two people in the lobby, it's 80% CP, HP, and damage, but it's also 80% of the rewards at the end. And I think this would still incentivize people enough to want to get together in bigger groups to raid. Also, I think it would then allow rural players such as myself or people who play, who live on third shift as well to uh, have a bit of a fairer shot at it. Anyway, hope you guys are having a fantastic evening. I'll catch you guys later. Struth. Well, thank you very much for that awesome voicemail. Okay, I mean, I knew that the Nundo coughing was a blessing. I knew. <laughs> but apparently other people interpreted the Nundo as something not so great. And that's fair. I understand. But, you know, we got to appreciate the extremes. Because honestly, when you're looking at the bell curve of the IVs, a Nundo is just as rare as a Hundo. It's more rare. It's more rare than a Hundo because there are some things that the IV floor doesn't even go down to zero, 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 right? Is that the argument you're making? Uh, well, not only that, but weather boosting can't be zero, zero, zero either. So oh like gosh. 30% of the time, you it's literally impossible to get a Nundo. So a Nundo is truly a gift. And you can't search for them either. So it, it's the fact you catch one before you filter everything out. That's a big deal, too. True. Very, very true. Yeah. That said, about reworking and refreshing raids, I love the idea, first off. The idea that something scales with how many people you have so that it's not just sneezing at your screen and beating a five-star because you had 20 people mm -hmm. would be pretty great. I think one, one big difficulty and why Niantic might not want to do it overall the number one reward from a raid is the Pokemon encounter. If you soloed a five-star raid and still got a Pokemon encounter, that's too much reward for, for most stuff. Like if you cut out experience, cut out Stardust, cut out the berries, that Pokemon encounter is still probably 80% of the reward overall. So it's hard to like, justify lowering the difficulty of raids to if you still get an encounter i think it'd be cool if the scaling started at two or three then yeah i mean so i think you that, at least need one friend you know i think that every five star should be doable without significant team building without significant team building i think that if you bring appropriate counters at reasonable levels, you should be able to do it. It should not be, all right, you got five level 50s ready to fight this and you don't have to relobby. That should be the end goal, personally. The problem, of course, is the way the game works. Like, if you get it that difficult, then one person can solo it if they try hard enough. And, like, right, that's, that's, that's my why it needs to, the, the stats need to change based on people in the lobby if yep. that could be a thing. That's my pushback on it too. Like I, I would get behind the idea of like if you have two people that have 
you know, like put a lot of time into the game have earned it. Right. Sort of thing. They're level 50. They have max counters, perfect moves and stuff like that. I, I feel like in my mind, under no circumstance, should they not be able to succeed? Kind yeah. of like how I felt really bad about that one uh, Zekrom that broke me during uh, GoFest 2021 or whatever it was when yep. we were in Indy, where I threw all of like my 18. I had maximum bonus balls. They were all excellent curveball throws with golden raspberries. Like that should never happen. You know, it should never run after that. I feel the same way about this, that if you were like two or three people, I'd like for it to be your max level. Everything is as good as you could possibly do, which is not a small ask. It's huge. You should be able to pull off the content, you know? Yeah. But it's difficult because every Pokemon is a little bit different. They don't like pro rate or anything. They scale the legendaries down to a certain degree and legend and uh, raids at their tiers are scaled individually. Right. Too. But it's not like, uh, oh, um, a Mewtwo at a five-star level and a Lugia at a five-star level are the same difficulty. They just are not, right? Yep. So that's Never a bad example. Those might be Oxus. closer than I think, but you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, but that, thank you very much again for that voicemail. We have another one here. Let's play it. Hey, Chris and Kyle. It's Crazy Cobra. I'm back to share a few shinies and a few ideas for the game. First, on my Go Plus, I actually caught a shiny Yanma and then a shiny Zigzagoon. So Ooh. I was pretty pleased with those, especially shiny Zigzagoon. I'd really wanted one. And without the Go Plus Plus, I was actually able to catch two more. I caught a shiny Young Goose and a shiny Slowbro. Honestly, wow. I got really shiny lucky okay. this week. My first idea for the game was a buddy swim animation. So basically, my situation was that I was on a motorboat going over the water, and my Magikarp that was my buddy was just flopping around on the water. The whole reason it's flopping yeah. is because it's out of the water, so give it a special animation while it's in it. And why not do it for a few other Pokemon too, right? Now I do see why it wouldn't be added, because if you add it to one, you've got to add it to all and all that crazy stuff. But just keep in mind that it's a wish list. Next up was a floating Pokestop. So what I mean is, like, sometimes there's a Pokestop that appears on the water, and when that happens, it would be cool for it to have, like, a little buoy or a, or a lifesaver mm -hmm. or some sort of mm -hmm. pontoon for it to just land on, just to make it feel a little less forgotten. Now, next, I had actually included reflections and ripples, but as you'll see in a screenshot I sent, those already kind of exist in the game. In the screenshot, there's a beautiful sunset, and you can see it reflected over the water, and it is so beautiful and breathtaking. I couldn't even believe it was in Pokemon Go. Go. Moving on, we have water spawns. In another screenshot I sent, you'll notice that all of these Pokemon are lined up on the edge and there are none of them spawning in the water. And I think it would be cool if Niantic made it intentionally so that some Magikarp and some Feebas and things like that would just spawn in the water just to make it feel more full. You could even add fishing, but you know they're not going to do that. But I think it would be cool if they even had unique sprites where it's just like one fin coming out of the water, sort of like the swimming animation I was thinking of for Magikarp. Anyways, I'm getting off track. What I mean is that it would be cool for them to add water spawns to the water. And finally, I had written down wild grass, which meant something completely different when I wrote it than what it means now. I'm not going to go into what it meant before, but what I think it means now is that is the solution for what we were talking about last week. I had been saying that they should have 3D models of trees and flowers to kind of simulate distance, mm -hmm. but honestly, who's going to put a tree in front of a Pokemon just to see how far away it is? Grass is the answer. Just make small blades of grass that come off the ground just a little bit so that you can see better how far apart you are from the Pokemon. Honestly, I think it's the perfect solution since they already have 3D models of grass from the AR thing. 
Anyways, that's all I've got for now. Just one last thing I wanted to mention is that I got three new nomination waypoints accepted into the game. And I actually found two of my nomination things that I had accepted in real life. So that's kind of crazy. I want to wish you guys shiny vibes, and I hope to see you next week. Bye. Excellent. Yeah, I think the there is a good argument for making um, – while the land stuff, you know, making that more complex and interesting, like you were talking about with the grass and the trees and stuff like that, even in the overworld, just kind of being there and not necessarily even just for the distance thing in the cat screen, but like shrubs and stuff in the overworld would be cool. But yeah, bringing that same sort of energy to water would be neat. The only thing is, is that if they have spawns in like a lake in the middle of the lake, they're kind of encouraging people to go out and adventure in that. As a result, like it's implied. Yeah. And there's some safety stuff with that. Now, that being said, I think the other thing you brought up about fishing would be incredible. If you're near a waterfront, you can choose to fish and then you can throw out your fishing pole and get like a spawn pool or something. And even like each lake or body of water could like have different spawn pools, right? Or possibilities like that'd be really, really cool. And it makes a lot of sense with the type of game that this is. Yeah, I agree. Fishing would be, I don't know how you necessarily implement it because it just requires taking away spawns we already have to then put them back in the mechanic of fishing. But. Well, it could be an addition to what we already have. But why go through the extra effort of fishing animations if this, the Magikarp are already spawning on the water's edge? Uh, what if you've already caught all the Magikarp that are on the edge and you want more? Maybe. I think it's a it's a small scenario. Walk farther along the water's edge, I guess, is Niantic's answer to that one. But yeah, but it could be like, you know, this season in deep water when fishing, you can find these two additional Pokemon, you know, and, and it yeah. wouldn't be taken away from the existing pool that we already have. It would just be an additional two things. Or maybe like bonus Stardust or something. I don't know. I don't know. It'd be, it'd be cool. But I think just the main argument of adding more depth to the overworld experience is like a good one. And I, I have a hard time arguing against it besides safety issues right yeah yeah definitely thank you very much for the voicemail uh okay crazy cobra i'm sure we will hear from you uh i'm sorry about the quick turnaround on episodes we probably tripped up more than one person um but we've got a few emails here too kyle why don't you take us away all right the first email is from paulie d and they said hi chris and kyle paulie d from the pacific northwest checking in with an update on my level progression goal Last I connected with you both, I had set a goal to surpass level 44, finish 13 million experience, 100 grunt wins, and 50 wins against team leaders. Nine days early on July 22nd, during Riolu Hatch Day, I beat the last team leader battle, scoring a shiny shadow APOM in the win. I know it may feel like a flex, but really this is just an example of what can be accomplished when we set goals and push ourselves. True. I just want to say without the weekly podcast from you both, I truly believe it would have taken me twice as long to complete. My new goal to finish level 45 is set for Christmas Eve, 155 days. Earn 15.5 million experience, complete 100 field researches, snapshot of a Pokemon seven days in a row, make 50 excellent throws and hatch 30 eggs. Thank you again for everything you guys do. This is Paul D from the Civic Northwest signing off for now. Not incredibly sorry for the protracted email. Shiny vibes all. Not incredibly sorry for the protracted email is uh, is a new one, and I love it. Sorry, there's a tiny shield on here. I had to make sure I caught it. 
Okay. Understood. Understood. <laughs> Great. So uh, congratulations on hitting your goal earlier. It, by, by the way that this is going, you'll probably hit 50 before Kyle even hits 48. So that's awesome. Well, Good for you. <laughs> Look, experience is not fun, okay? Yeah, but it's also the easiest part of the post-40 experience. No. Doing yeah. grants is far easier. Was that? Doing rocket grants is far easier than the amount of experience you need. Oh, not when you have to do like 50 liters. You need 120 million experience. That's not too bad. They, they give you experience and stuff. No, no. Over the course you of time, can, it takes It's not that bad. bad. It's, it's, it's much worse. Otherwise, okay. 50 liters wouldn't be one level task. And 150 le- experience wouldn't be 10 levels worth. <laughs> well, I forgot to tell you, Kyle, but over Polyway Community Day, I hit 210 million total experience. It's pretty good. It's not. But... It is more than the 176 I needed. (laughs) I mean, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, And I think I popped best friends with somebody that I'm not sure who it was because (laughs) the nickname was GC, which stands for GoCast. So I think I pulled the rug out from somebody. Oh, no. Sorry. I'm very sorry. I just was I needed those seven kilometer eggs real bad. (laughs) Thank you very much for the email, Paulie D. Uh, This next one's from Juan. And they said, hey there, Chris and Kyle Juan here. Quick email. I was just wondering what your GBL stats are for total wins, total battles, longest streak, and total amount of Stardust gathered through GBL. Here are mine. Keep up the fantastic work. Love what you guys do. See you later. So that being said, the numbers that were attached were like 10 times the amount that I have. I Oh, no. What are yours? Mine are uh, wins. Uh, 1,134 out of 1,913 battles. Longest streak of 14, and my Stardust earned is 2.8 million. You are almost exactly double mine. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, 492 wins out of 1,006 battles. Longest streak of 20. Whoa. And 900,000 Stardust earned. 900,000 Stardust. Okay, you know what? I'm, I'm mostly impressed by that streak of 20. Did you just like I, find a team that worked, and you're just like... It was, okay. it was in like season one when everyone didn't know like anything about playing and i had like a rudimentary knowledge of how pvp worked oh okay so like i don't know it was probably azumarill uh good lord why can't i remember pokemon names right now Uh, altaria and like venusaur or something like that bastiodon no, not at that time because bastiodon came a little later because i didn't have enough candy when pvp oh that's right that's right yep Altaria. Yeah, man. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a that's a classic El Clasico team for sure. My goodness. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, Juan's numbers were very impressive. Like I said, they were 10 times what I had. So holy cow. Hats <laughs> off to you, Juan. Thank you very much. Uh, fun question and appreciate the email. Next email is from Walter and they said, Dear Chris and Kyle. First off, you mentioned a while ago being able to transfer from Pokemon Home to Pokemon Go. Any updates on that? Also, I often use PvPoke to find out if certain Pokemon are worth upgrading for PvP, but I still haven't found anything for PvE. After not raiding a single Heatran, saving up for Mega Tyranitar, I am sad that I missed out. Also, why use Mega Charizard X when Y is more CP and better damage? Additionally, can you explain more in-depth biomes and nests and how they work and whatnot? As for the Pokeball question... I love the release of new Pokemon with unique release features, such as Zygarde, Kecleon, etc. However, the new Pokemon without such new and different features feel much more unexciting and mundane. 
This email was long and had quite a few questions, so I will begrudgingly offer an apology for its length. Thank you so much for all that you do, and shiny luck all. Thanks, Walter. Okay, it's a lot to unpack. (laughs) Yes, yes, there is. Um, so the Pokemon Home to Pokemon Go thing? No, uh, that's I, I don't know. I th- it was mentioned briefly, but I have no idea the status of that. And I don't think it's happening anytime soon if it is. Um, and if it does, it would be extremely restricted because that'd be ridiculous. But it definitely was mentioned unless I'm like making it up, uh, which is possible. Who knows? But it definitely can go from go to home because that's what I'm doing with my shinies. So, <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Um, and then the, the PV poke to find out certain Pokemon worth upgrading for PVP. Well, yep, got PVP in the name. What's the PVE equivalent to, that you use in your crunching numbers for gear up, Kyle? Uh, I use Game Press. Game Press has a page that's gamepress.gg slash Pokemon Go has a page for comprehensive DPS and TDO spreadsheets. Mm-hmm. And you can search by types. There's a bunch of keywords you kind of have to learn how to use the tool a little bit, but it's not that difficult. And you can search the specific Pokemon or you can search the type as a whole. And there's commands for uh, blocking out shadows and blocking out megas. So you can kind of just get a really raw idea of what's worth keeping overall. Yeah. Yep. And you can even simulate an enemy. So if you're fighting a psychic Pokemon, it's not going to tell you to bring Gengar. It will just say no. Yeah. For example. Which is smart. Because that's how it works, <laughs> which is great. Yep. And then the the Charizard Y versus X conversation, uh, you know, X just has more use use I, cases over I Y. I don't. Did we talk about this? Because Y, you are Walter. You are correct. Y is better in terms of performance. If you're bringing Charizard to perform in a raid, Y will do better as both flying and fire type. Mm-hmm. The reason to use X over Y really boils down to the typing, though. If you want a dragon type boost, X just provides that. And if you want a flying type boost, Y provides that. Yeah. And doesn't X also have higher TDO? It does. But Y's DPS is crazy. Y is 21.8. X is 18.9. So, yep. It's that's huge. It's a huge difference. I've got one of each and one hundo to spare. So, yep. You just kind of use whatever's most appropriate. Um, I mean, honestly, again, I think X was, especially when it first came out, I think we were recommended it over Y because it gave you more type coverage for the megas because we didn't have a lot of dragon megas to begin with. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Yep. Let's see what's next on here. Oh, can you explain more in depth biomes and nests and how they work and whatnot? Okay, so it's it's really gray. There's no exact science to this anymore. There used to be, but largely speaking, um, if you go to your local park, you will probably see one Pokemon spawn over all the others in a higher rate. You can then probably deduce that that area has a nest of that Pokemon. So, for example, if the spawn pool is Venonat, Caterpie, and Bulbasaur, and then you go to a park and there's also Ekans there. And there's like one Ekans for every other Pokemon that's there. That's probably an Ekans nest, right? Yep. Um, certain Pokemon can nest. Some others cannot. We don't have exact lists anymore. We just have a lot of like group generated data. Yeah. Right. Um, if you have a local discord, a lot of discords will track the major nests and nest locations are fixed. Yes. If a park is a nest, it's always a nest unless there is an open maps update 
that they pushed like once every four years. <laughs> yeah, we are we are super overdue for one. Uh, and then biomes. Do you want to take a crack at biomes? Biomes are so hard because they're like <laughs> officially unofficial yes. things. And they made it so much harder when they started doing seasons and they put the biomes in the seasons, but they refused to acknowledge it in game. And they don't even call them really biomes, right? They call them something else. Well, they just say they'll be spawning more in the city or they'll be spawning right. more in the forests. And stuff right. Like that. But that is what we colloquially refer to as biomes. It's yeah. like, oh, these these are city spawns. Oh, these are spawns near a water's edge. Right. But these are in your park or in a forest like it's really sort of like um, they won't tell you specifically, like Kyle said, it's your best guess. Yeah. And like regions are the biggest tell. We live in the Midwest. The Midwest is very much forest biomes. Yes. Like 80% of the Midwest is probably a forest biome just in general as a rule. Yep. So a lot of bugs, a lot of flying, a decent amount of normal types. But if you live somewhere more arid, you do tend to get more fire and ground spawns if you live somewhere like arizona i've heard you'll get a lot of those you'll see a lot of wild vulpix in general yep rock pokemon ground yeah. pokemon all that stuff yep yeah being a bug and flying type enthusiast it's great living out here <laughs> for sure thank you very much Walter, for another great email we're going to take a short little break from reading emails to read a physical piece of mail that we received <laughs> to our p.o box now, I'm afraid I, I hadn't checked it for a little while, was unable to get over to the post office. So if this is rather late in the process, I, would, I do want to apologize to this young trainer. But they um, they wrote us a handwritten letter. I'm holding it up. It's fantastic. And it made my heart <laughs> swell. <laughs> but let me read it for you. Dear GoCast podcast, I love the podcast, listen on Spotify, and ever since getting my Kindle, respond to the Pokepole every week. You guys are so funny, helpful, and family friendly. I'm only 10. I made these keychains for you guys because you guys are awesome. Caesar for Chris and Gengar for Kyle. Again, love the podcast. Signed, Naya. Spotify username, Evie Lover, Naya. So I'm going to hold these up for the camera for the video version as well. There are these awesome looking keychains. There's the Gengar. This is for Kyle. Oh my gosh, it's so cute. Isn't it? It's awesome. Yeah. And here's the Caesar for me. Nice. I'm in love. I think it's fantastic super super cool thank you so much for writing this is my first piece of physical mail i've ever received in the history of podcasting like this and just it means the world thank you so much thank you thank you thank you um and if you if you want to send something into the p.o box you can it's going to be in the um in the show description the entire address so please feel free but thank you for setting the great example and, and leading the way naya it's great and we're going to adore our keychains. Thank you again. Uh, this one is from Trainer O Snap. Hey guys, just wondering if any of you experienced or heard of upped shiny rates the first week of release of Go. This comes from your comments around the dopamine hit from looking into your box instead of seeing it on screen. <laughs> True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my first week of the plus plus, I scored 11 shinies to being Riolu hatches. This was super exciting to see each time, even if it comes from the thought of probably getting my quota for the year now. And won't see any until 2024. Ha ha. Sorry for the long email. Shiny vibes all. Trainer. Oh, snap. Jeez. That's I, a lot of shinies. Yeah, I think th I think that entire thing was sort of confirmation bias. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I've only gotten two shinies outside of events since. Oh, yeah. Go plus plus has come out. So 
I've gotten like four, I think something like that, but that's pretty much on par. And I just stopped using my ball after a while because connection issues were such a bummer. Um, if it's like a short drive to the grocery store, like I won't do it, but with the plus plus I hit the one button, don't have to worry about where my device really is. And it yep. connects, it makes it much easier. And I think everybody like trying it out the same week and everybody posting about it because it was something new really made it seem like people were getting more shinies than ever. Um, or it could be just possible, Trainer O Snap, that in your case, you were very lucky. And that's a yeah. W. Oh, I definitely think the nine shinies in like the two weeks is very lucky. That's right. So good for you. Good for you. Um, and thank you very much for the email. Next email is from Dope Dude 858. They said, Hey, Chris and Kyle, how are you? Dope Dude 858 here. And Crazy Cobra inspired me to think of things that could push Go to the next level. And I figured the best idea out. You've talked about how it is hard to build community in Pokemon Go, but when you do, the experience is pumped to the next level. Some of the problem is you don't know who is playing. So I figured a map upgrade would be due, and what would be better than having players appear on the map? So instead of just having yourself on the map, all other players in range would be seen on the map. It wouldn't always be like this, obviously, because that would make your phone explode. What I was thinking is that would be a button is on the side of the phone, and that would make it so you could see nearby trainers. Thanks for reading, and I actually am sorry for the long email. Shundo <laughs> vibes all, dope dude eight five eight. What do you think, Kyle? I know how I feel about this. I know how Niantic feels about this. Well, let's also or the Pokemon company feels about this. Yeah, but I, I don't disagree with their position. Yeah, I think I'll let you say that. I think that as a concept, it could work for events. I think if you go to community day and you can see people in the park that you're at, that could help facilitate growth for the future. Yeah. Potentially. So, so while it is wonderful to go out and meet people and make new friends and all that sorts of stuff, this is a game for all ages. And even if you have an adult account that can be on a younger trainer that can be on an older trainer that doesn't necessarily uh, understand um, certain implications or complexities of the technology. Actually, that goes for anybody of any age, to be honest with you. I've met people my age that don't know how to operate a phone. <laughs> so I don't want to call out any specific group. But the point here is, is that while this seems like a great idea on the surface, and because it is, there are bad apples that spoil the rest of the group, Right. There are safety concerns about having the feature on. People can find you and talk to you. Maybe that you don't want people finding you, right? And yes, you can turn it on and off. But for some people, things like this are a little bit difficult to navigate. And they might have thought they turned it off when they didn't. They might have turned it on and not known it was on. Mm-hmm. All sorts of things, right? What would be incredibly clear to you or I or you, dope dude, is would not necessarily be clear to everybody playing. And so the safest bet for liability and otherwise is to just avoid something like this altogether. And while that does kind of stink for reasons like this, like community building and finding other trainers and players, I think it is net better, um, especially from a business perspective, liability wise, than the alternative of, you know, headlines of, you know, person found followed other person via Pokemon Go and stuff like that. Like that's a nightmare scenario that they're trying to avoid, I think rightfully so. Um, so yeah, while I understand that there is no ill intent whatsoever in this suggestion, I think 99% of players, that's true. Unfortunately, those few people do ruin it for the rest of us. And we just sort of have to adapt to that reality, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
but thank you very much for the email. Great suggestion. All the same. Great. This next email is from corrupt Crowley. Hiya. Uh, we got a, we got a Kyle fan. <laughs> so I just had the bad experience uh, of clearing out a gym, making it gray only to be told I couldn't add my Pokemon to the gym. To my horror, somebody sniped the gym with their blissey while I was trying to pick a fun, shiny to gym set. To be clear, this other trainer didn't help clear the gym at all. They showed up after the fact. Because this was at a train station, I had to leave as the person that sniped was on the arriving train that I was. Uh, I also had to leave on. My question is, what is your opinion on gym manners and snipers? Is it fair game to flip a gym that you saw was just flipped with a single mon in it? Is it okay to mass feed because you sniped? Is this the spirit of gym battles? As Niantic grips tighter on players to interact by increasing store prices, it feels like fighting over gyms is getting pettier and pettier. Being free to play just stinks. Sorry for the long and negative email, Corrupt Crowley. You want to talk about things that need a refresh? The gym system is suffering. Yeah. <laughs> it is suffering. Yeah. But I, I hate to say it. If you are the person that clears out the gym, let's just say, let's say you're Valor and you're attacking a Mystic Gym, right? And you clear out that Mystic Gym. An Instinct player cannot put a Pokemon in there for a period of time. There, there is a grace period. So you might have just taken too long to choose your Pokemon, right? Or it, they may have helped out with the last mod and you not realized it. If it's possible. a Mystic and a Valor fight uh, an Instinct Gym... At the same time, it it comes down to who does the last blow. Unfortunately, it's it's a real bummer. It does. So it's definitely possible that you know, as the train was arriving, they hopped in because they saw it was under attack, and they got the last blow. That that's poor manners. But they also don't know that you were the other team at the same time. Yeah, there's no way of being able to tell that. It is definitely a houndour eat houndour world out there more or less. Yeah. And I know we've talked about gym manners in the past and it's like, yeah, a community can set up rules and stuff like that, but people are going to operate within limits of the game itself. Yeah. So, and, and I'm not going to lie. If I see a one Pokemon gym in an area that I'm going to spend time in, I'm going to take it. Yeah. Like yeah. if it's an area that I'm just passing through, no, not happening. You can stay in your gym. It's like that. Okay. Yeah, there's um, one of the one of the really involved players in our area. His name is Tony. Shout out if you're listening. Um, he's a great dude. But when I was working on my medals for level 50 challenge or whatever the case was where I needed more platinums, I was working on the gym medal one and for hours, uh, you know, defended. And I would go to my local big park that I play in all the time. It's got like 11 gyms in it. And I'd flip every single one. And then I'd leave and they would all get flipped like one at a time. And then I saw Tony at the next event and we were chatting for a minute, you know, as we do. And, um, I mentioned this to him, what I was working on. And he's like, Oh, well, I mean, kind of serves you right. He didn't say this exactly, but this is largely what he was like, yeah, it kind of serves you right for doing that. And I was like, how so, what do you mean? And he's like, well, honestly, if you look at it, if you come up to this, uh, come up to a park and you see an entire park has been flipped to one team, it's going to motivate you to give them what's what and flip the entire thing. He <laughs> says, if you're going for length of hours defended, what you want to do is like do every other gym and like cohabitate the space. So people are less inspired to ruin your day. Right. And I thought that was really good advice to sort of think about how would you feel about this one other thing? Of course, this is not this specific situation. We're talking about sniping one gym in this email, but that's just an example of how you might want to think about it moving forward. It might be helpful, I guess. 
it was for me. I definitely, it definitely lengthened the amount of time I got out of those gyms by just sort of like letting bygones be bygones or picking my battles or however you want to phrase it. And then you didn't need them. And then I didn't need them, but doesn't make that advice bad. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 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 Gamers are kind of petty and they're competitive. That's yep. just the nature mm-hmm. of being a video game player. Uh, so I don't know. None of this behavior is ever surprising to me, but at the same time, everybody should try to play nice. Like, come on, come on, y'all be nice. <laughs> but yeah. thank you very much for the email. Krupp Crowley. It's a good question. Our last email is from Henry. He said, hi, I just want to chime in on the routes discussion and why I have a problem with the rollout of the feature. There are no one in my country who can make routes and there are no routes in my county. I saw a post in my national Pokemon Go Facebook group where people were posting where you could find routes and the pickings were slim. I think there were three routes in the capital and another three in a nearby town, really a suburb of the capital, but no routes in the northern part of the country at all. And I'm not jumping on a two hour plane ride to play Pokemon Go. Love the podcast and hope you have a fantastic littering garden event. I think they, uh, they signed off, but I'm, I'm not going to attempt to read it right now because I'm going to butcher it. <laughs> it's in another language, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think this is a great point that they, they did drop the ball on this idea and they launched the feature with something tied to the feature without but the feature is user generated. So like there's no routes because people have to make the routes. Yes. Like that that's it. Like that's a that's a bummer. That's a problem. And the approval process is slow because the approval process is being handled by Niantic. It's not even like leveraging the Wayfarer system. It's just Niantic doing the approval. Yeah. 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 So I mean like I, I have had three routes that I have proposed or submitted. Two of them have since been um okay confirmed whatever the case might be validated and then one of them is, has been under review for a week plus and that seems kind of ridiculous to me um but knowing that these are reviewed by niantic employees you know that kind of makes sense i suppose resource wise but that being said i mean why not roll out the feature earlier to more people in the beta sense i mean kyle and i had access to it earlier and i just like couldn't make routes during that time it kept breaking Yep. Um, it was breaking yeah. for everybody else. I knew that tried to do it too. maybe have expanded that beta earlier and then had like a minimum amount of routes in each area approved before the event rolled out. I'm sure they were under a time crunch. Right. And this was after all those major layoffs and other sorts of things that come up, too. So I'm sure that production calendar or that roadmap got a little messy, maybe just a little. So I do get that and I feel that. But at the same time, there are places like this that like Henry is um, describing that there's like zero zero that's wild yeah. to me yeah yeah that I mean, said, i don't have any routes near me like on my nearby whenever i go i go, go to work i'm at home i go to my dad's which is near parks mm-hmm. no routes what about amphitheater i haven't been there yet okay so i, I bet you'll find one there maybe, probably i'd maybe. hope so if anywhere i haven't I'd seen there. many people playing even mm-hmm. on community day there so yeah. we're, we're gonna have to see but it is a bit unfortunate with the timing and it's going to take a long time, I think, for it to actually flesh out. Yeah. And by the time it's fleshed out, it's it's going to sound cynical. It's kind of old news. Yeah, definitely. 
yeah, I, I've been seeing more routes pop up now. So I'm hoping that this is the case for everybody else as well. And then I'm hoping that in a month from now, this feature will be much more fully fledged and people are able to get past step number three of the A to Zygarde research that requires you to walk three routes. And therefore, we'll have more Zygarde cells out too. Oh, man. Yeah. Now, I, I have I have faith in it. I just, I'm a little bit confused as to, as to why it was, it just felt like it was premature. That's, I think that's really all it kind of boils down to, you know, that's all it feels like. Cause when it works, it works just fine. I've walked two routes. I've made three Two have been approved. That's great. Um, but I would like to see more. It just needs more. <laughs> yeah, that's really it. But thank you very much, Henry, for your email. And thank you everybody that emailed in for last week and this week and the voicemails and the physical mail. You are all incredible. Thank you so, so much. That brings us to the end of the show, which means if you'd like to send us um, an email, you can by sending it to mail at gocastpodcast.com. We've also got a voicemail line. Feel free to call 262-586-7717. Thank you, thank you, thank you in advance. You can also send us physical mail to our P.O. box. Again, that address will be listed in the show notes. Please go there to take a look. Follow us on the service formerly known as Twitter at GoCastPodcast. You can also find us at GoCastPodcast on Threads. And pretty much everywhere else, like Instagram and stuff. Uh, I don't know what happened to the Facebook page. I haven't brought that up in a few months, but I think it's gone. If it's not, it's been functionally gone. So don't go there. <laughs> um, and if you want to help support the show monetarily, you can via Patreon. You can give as little as $1 a month at Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash GoCast podcast. Yep. And speaking of patrons, shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons. Thank you to Bo, Daniel, Lori, Michael, Ozzy, Arkham, Marvin, and Mimi, Sforza, Hasui, and Ryan, Thayer, Jason, Justin, Charles, Moders, Lee, William, Brandon, Ethan, Stephen, Nick, Kelvin, our favorite listener, Drew 2, Camo, The Ugly Rock, Jacob, and Victoria. Thank you so, so much for your uh, generous support and helping us keep, among other things, the digital lights on. And if you'd like to help support the show in an additional way that does not require money, you can by leaving us a review on any platform that takes them. We got three this past week. This first one is from Pokey King 14 and they said, love the podcast. Such a great podcast. It helped me so much in my Pokemon Go journey. Kyle, we did it. That was the whole point. <laughs> we did it for somebody. That's awesome. This next one is from Dylan 97. There's lots of ends in that name. That's why I was elongated. It's intentional. Yes. The best Pokemon Go podcast you will listen to. Hands down, the best Pokemon Go podcast uh, there is. After searching through many other podcasts, I am very happy I came across this one. The show is super informative, entertaining, and funny. Every episode will put a smile on your face. Anyone from Pokemon Go beginners to pros will learn something new and laugh along the way. I have been hooked for many, many months and cannot recommend the GoCast enough. Keep up the great work and thanks for a great show. Sorry for the long review. Um, thank you, Dylan. Your check is in the mail for all the nice words. We appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> and this last one is from Love Heart Ruby. And they said, so funny, all in caps. They really mean it. The first time I heard the first episode, I knew it was going to be funny. <laughs> That's great. We don't try to be funny. We just kind of like are dorky. Uh, and I'm glad some people dig that. I know we do. We laugh at ourselves and each other. That's great. But I'm happy other people enjoy it. <laughs> also, funny at the first episode? I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know about that either. But that's Maybe the generous. first episode you listen to. Maybe. That first episode, I don't know, it might be funny now, but like in a cringe sort of way. Oh, man, I don't know if I can <laughs> listen to it. No, no, uh, I do it like every couple of years and I have it for three. So I'm overdue, but I'm I'm good. I'm good. Oh, 
Whew. Okay, Mr. Kyle, we got to set some goals and then we can get out of here. All right. Uh, I've got the goal of making mega progress. I'm, I'm closing in on a lot of mega threes right now. Nice, so, nice. Uh, I want to get my seven day streaks. Make sure that I uh, get those. I miss a poke stop every once in a while because I don't leave the house when I don't go to work sometimes. I mean, fair enough. Uh, and 250,000 experience. Nice. I so, mean, in your defense, Kyle, it's been rather hot. I mean, it has been oppressively hot. Yes. Yes. And the weather, I mean, the, the air quality warnings, all that sort of stuff, you know, it's hard. It's hard. Um, okay. For myself, I want to clean out Pokemon storage. I want to have at least 2,500 free spots. And what's great is now that's functionally just 2000 because they increase storage by 500. Yeah. That's nice. Restock my Pokeballs. They're dangerously low because I haven't been spinning stops because I want my seven kilometers and not other eggs. So I've been I've been sitting on a pile that is getting dangerously low. It is making me nervous. And then lastly, just one new shiny, hopefully something from this glittering garden event, but I'm not going to be particular. It could be anything as long as I don't already have it. Yep. And that's going to do it for episode 246. We did it, Kyle. This is a longer one. I hope everybody's happy it. with it. We're caught up. <laughs> Making up for last week. It's okay. That's right. That's right. Um, and GoFest season is upon us. If you're going to be in Osaka or you're going to be in um, London, have the time of your lives. Please tag us and stuff. We'd love to see your shinies. Mm-hmm. Um, Make us if, feel bad. Let's go. That's right. And if you're a listener, take a picture with other listeners. If you meet up, I know there's going to be a couple of meetups that are happening. So please, please, please. We'd love to see you guys having fun. Um, and if not, Maybe we'll see you in New York uh, and make sure that you check our website, gocastpodcast.com for event details, about where our meetups are going to be during the event and our Saturday night and like transportation, the best way to get to these locations and stuff like that. Okay. So until episode 247, thanks for listening all the way through. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.